Welcome to the High Performance Artist Podcast. I'm Richie Bailey, your host, and we're going to be talking about some really, really cool stuff today. The series that we're doing is called The Mental Game of Creativity. It's based off a book called The Mental Game of Writing by James Scott Bell. And when I read that, I thought, this guy is writing some of the most interesting ideas. Um, and I think that the fact that he only targeted writers was just a disservice to the world, not as a bad way, but I just thought, you know what, I'm going to read this book, take some notes, share it with some people, and hopefully you find it useful. And here we go. So the seventh chapter of the book is called Creativity, and it's all about how to produce a lot of ideas, how to stoke your imagination, how to not judge your thoughts and you know how to keep the productive engine that is our creative brain going uh, i made a lot of notes for this one i don't know how long this is going to last but i'm going to keep trucking take some notes and let's keep going so the first quote that he put in the book was a dr seuss quote which was think left and think right think low think high oh the thinks you can think up only if you try. <laughs> I think that's a really, I don't know if you read any of Dr. Seuss's books, but they are very weird, very interesting. If I remember correctly, one of the books that he wrote, he restrained himself to only use 50 words. That was his creative challenge. And I'm definitely going to speak on creative challenges at some point, but let's continue with this chapter. So he points out some of the steps to creativity, five of them, which is to prod your brain, get lots of ideas, don't censor anything, rest, and then assess. Now, the ability to create, uh, just reading the note here, the ability to create and to imagine what has been done before, to render it in a pleasing fashion, is the very definition of creation or art. Some people are more creative than other people, but rest assured that you can actually learn to be more creative. And what I had posed the question for myself, how do you think a cartoonist can think of hundreds of ideas per day? So if you look in the newspaper, if you know you even do any more, who does that, right? Most of everyone gets their news from social media, which... That's just a Pandora's box of stuff, but let's move away from that. Um, these uh, newspaper cartoonists have to think up uh, hundreds of, of ideas a day uh, to really uh, nail amazingly poignant um, things about either the political atmosphere or whatever the um, point of that comic is, I'm sure... The creator of Calvin and Hobbes, if you're um, familiar with that, that comic, I'm sure there are tens of thousands of ideas and drawings for more than likely every book that he's made. He probably has tens of thousands of things that he didn't publish um, and probably even more that he probably threw away. Production of ideas is definitely, I think, a, a core foundational skill in uh, being a quote-unquote a good 
artist, a good creative person. And why is that? I think it's because since we're able to go through so many ideas and create so many ideas, we, we learn how to pick and choose the best of each of them. If you only stick with one or two or three or five ideas or five concepts, then you, you're really only working with a sample of five. And if you know anything about data samples, the more data you have, the more accurate the data. So would you rather uh, somebody who created a study with only a sample of five or they created a study with a sample of 10,000? More than likely it would be the one with 10,000. So again, the five steps of creativity that uh, it's in this book is to prod the mind, prod the brain, uh, get lots of ideas, don't censor anything, rest and then assess. So going into each of those step by step, let's start with prodding. And... You know, he writes here that stoking the imaginative file is an intentional and also a subconscious process. And one of my notes was actually I read in a 2013 article in Popular Science that, and it's called the How Imagination Works, if you ever want to look that up. Scientists actually hypothesize that our ability to imagine uh, and, and come up with mental images and create new ideas is actually the result of what they call the mental workplace, which is a neural network that coordinates activity across multiple regions of the brain. Now that might have been kind of like a word vomit, so let me repackage that. Basically what they're saying is that our mind has this area that can be called the mental workplace. And in this mental workplace is um, lots and lots of connections that are it, its only job is to try to find all these different abstract things that we've ever seen, heard, learned, taste, or touched. And then what it will do is take all of those things and try to sort of mix and match them and intersect them. And at that point, we come to sort of like this sudden realization of, say, an idea. That's kind of been something that I've been thinking about for a long time, for a couple of years. I always believe that it's it's always good to keep learning new things and to keep stretching your ideas and keep stretching your mind because that just gives that mental workplace that you have more fuel, more puzzle pieces to work from to create fresh and new ideas. I think, and I've, I've seen this almost pretty much all of the the best minds in the world they have one thing in common and they'll always say they're always learning they're always reading some new book they're always trying and experimenting with something different and i think it's because of that reason doing new things inputting more new material makes you naturally a more intelligent and a more creative person and so that's why, you know, when it comes to prodding the mind and turning on that creative engine, one of the things that you can do is input more, learn more and read more. So, you know, what, what can what are some things that you can start to look at and start to do to actually start to prod the mind? I've already kind of stated that. I think um, read some more books. Now, you might not be a reading person. That's fine. Maybe you can start to watch more documentaries if that helps you. Maybe you can start to 
go outside more. Start to look at your world a bit more intently. You know, that might help you. Take note of certain things. Maybe you start people watching. Some people think it's creepy. For artists, it's a gold mine because you start to look at people and create these stories about who they are, where they came from, where they're going, what they might be thinking. And all of that mimics a lot of the stuff that we use in storytelling to create a character and create a background and a backstory to to think about how their background influences the choices that, going, that they're going to make and how the choices that they currently make um, influences the choices of the other characters. That is definitely stuff that we can start to learn when you start to people watch and maybe even invent new stories for these people. Um, maybe you're looking at somebody who's dressed in all black and it's obvious that this person is a punk rock person that might even have the spiky mohawk. Maybe you can think, well, hmm, I wonder what it would look like if that person suddenly, I don't know, became a Mormon. And how interesting would that be? And what kind of life situations would that person have to go through to go from punk rock to Mormon? Um, or maybe this person is a Mormon and they're living this double secret life as this punk rock person. Uh, tons of tons of stuff that you can start to do to stretch your mind and start to think about how to pull apart reality and use that for your own creative work. And so we're going into the next part, which is getting lots of ideas. How do you do that? One, just like I mentioned, start to take note of things, start to pay more attention to the world around you. But... Um, what would happen if everything that you started to note of that day, like, can you go deeper into it? Can you start to, like I was saying with the people, can you start to really pull apart that person's life and um, make a new timeline for them? See if that can be something that you can work in. That takes nothing. You know, you don't have to plan or schedule or make time for that. See if you can do it. Um, not censoring anything is uh, one part that you can do. And my note was learn to shut off the inner critic when you are in the ideation stage. What might seem silly to you is often some of the freshest idea. Now, I mean, if you're, I don't know, maybe trying to shoot a video about deep sea fishermen. I just made that up on the spot. You know, trying to, to introduce a, a plot line where this deep sea fisherman is a pastor or something, I don't know how much that would help the storyline. But I do definitely believe that learning how to continuously push and stretch and um, expand on the universe of a character or a story is definitely helpful and not thinking oh that doesn't fit uh that's not right um i think that suppresses that muscle that we want to start exercising which is that muscle that continuously produces ideas continuously produces uh things of quality uh, at first, yes, it might not be the highest quality ideas, but remember, it's a muscle and it keeps those gears turning. It keeps those gears oiled. 
and after a while as we continue to input more information and we have more and more and more pieces to draw from that muscle that ideation muscle starts to create more and create more and create more higher quality stuff the next part is rest now after you probably produce this list this world this universe of ideas that you have you probably and we're I didn't mention this before, but let's pretend that you're working on a project and you're trying to think to yourself, I want to create a project that um, satisfies the requirements that I'm trying to have for this idea. Um, you're making a comic book, you're, you're shooting a film, you're doing all these things. Rest is definitely, I think, and I agree with, with, with James here on, it's a part of the, it's a part of the process. And why is that? Sometimes we are just too close. We're just way too close to the, <laughs> we're just way too close to the work. And it's sometimes not after, say I posted an image on, on Instagram or somewhere else, I think, oh my God, like I did not see how bad this part of this section looked because I just didn't step away from it or I didn't uh, zoom out to at least see how it looks like on a smaller scale. You know, we're literally too close to the work. Um, and all of a sudden, I've drawn somebody with just proportions that I would not want for that character or just don't exist, you know? So um, the next part is access. So after after you actually go back to the work, you're going through that list and you're actually trying to think of, okay, how can I, with this list that I have now, which one of, which some of these ideas seem fresh and some of these ideas maybe seem too cliche, too overdone, too obvious. That's when you can start to filter. That's the filtering part. So you want a, a, a part where you're just getting all the ideas out. And then after that, you're actually filtering. Again, none of these, none of these things that I'm even sharing with is this revolutionary idea right i definitely think the skill of becoming more creative is to have these types of um these creative structures intuitive into yourself right not being judgmental about your work um understanding how to produce more ideas how to filter through ideas when and where in your work can you grow and how to identify that you know being a good, creative, awesome, superstar artist is not really difficult per se. Most people would just say, just do what you do every day and you'll get better. Yes and no, because if you do that, you know, say again, in my case, I'm, I'm an illustrator and I'm, I'm, I'm drawing. Drawing every day, you will improve, but you won't improve as fast as a person that's conscious about them drawing every day, right? And it's taking all of these ideas, all of these thoughts and, and kind of meditating on them and being conscious about the marks that you're making, what you're putting into your mind and your body. All these things, I think, have a great um, effect on how fast we improve and kind of the emotions that we have behind I just knocked the mic. I did. Oops. <laughs> Behind the um, the work that we do. And um, 
that's really all that I have to share today. I thought this was going to be a half an hour episode, end up being about 15 minutes. And I really hope this one helped. I hope this one inspired you to think a little bit more about how you create, how you can create more, how you can really start to get into the deeper layers of your creative mind. Um, This is definitely one that stoked a lot of flames in me and it helped me to reassess. Um, I I hope it helps you to reassess how you create your work. Um, Maybe you go and you just sit down and you kind of just attack the blank page or you, you try to just brute force your creative um, endeavors. Uh, this definitely brings to me, and I hope it brings to you a lot more mindfulness to what you create, how you create it, and some of the uh, negative thoughts that might be coming around and swirling around your work that's holding you back as a creative person. Definitely hope that it helps. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about, oh my gosh, we're going to be talking about discipline. What a episode that's going to be because discipline is more than likely, my personal opinion, one of the core components of the secret sauce of being successful in any area of life. Um... You know, the people who have a high degree of discipline and even a low degree of creative um, aspects of of themselves end up being more successful than people who have a lower degree of discipline, but they're super creative, super smart individuals. Uh, I'm sure even you yourself have seen people who you're thinking, or you might even be thinking, man, I could do so much of a better job than what that person is doing but they're 10 times more successful than i am more than likely they have a higher degree of discipline more than likely they have a very high degree of uh, a lack of judgment on themselves for what they do i've definitely seen um you know one of my friends i remember her telling me that she was so sad when she saw one of her friends had released not just one novel but multiple best-selling novels um that were doing you know okay on on amazon and she was making a decent income from it and you know she was always saying i could do a much better job i read it and i thought that you know it's it's okay but it's just that it's not this great amazing novel but it's doing so well i could do it better um but you know unfortunately for her uh, the judgment was so high on herself, she couldn't, and I, I don't know if she, if she ever did, release a novel um, for herself. And so this is definitely stuff that I think is going to be really, really cool in the next episode. Not to give you too much of a spoiler, but I hope to see you on the next one. We're going to be talking about discipline. This is the High Performance Artist. I'm your host, Richie. Hope this was delicious and nutritious, awesome stuff for your mind to think about. And I'll talk to you real soon.